0: Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. See DKNG.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. The teaching tutorial Thursday when we are graced by the presence of greatness in the form of Greg Cosell, the executive producer of the NFL Matchup Show, and the NFL Films legend. One of my favorite times of the week, every week, to go inside the film room with Greg. We are presented, of course, By DraftKings, thank goodness for those dudes. Anything you guys do, DFS, sportsbook, betting, please do it at DraftKings. Use the code ROSS. Thank you. Spreading the word, winner. All you have to do is rate and review the show. Sponsor confirmation email, winner. Just go to RossTucker.com. We have all the sponsors lined up right there with their code. See what you need. See what you want. See what you might want to get somebody. Use a code. And then forward either one of those things to me, Ross at Ross picking Madden winners for tomorrow. I will announce the names of the Madden code winners on tomorrow's show. It's that easy. Same for the YouTube shout out: YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All you need to do is give me the thumbs up and then reply to any video with the console of your choice. And you'll get a free Madden code if you are selected. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right. You know him. You love him. If you don't, welcome to the show. He joins us literally every week. He's amazing. He's been doing this for 43 years at NFL Films. He loves breaking down the video like nobody else does. I have termed him the civilian GOAT. I think he's the best video watcher of all time that never worked actually for an NFL team. And maybe he's just better than all of them anyway. I just, that's just like my funny name for him. Let's get to Titans Packers. It's tonight, Greg, interesting game. Uh, The Titans curious what you think about them. And then the Packers scored some points finally against the Cowboys. What's going on here?
1: Yeah. The Packers were a fascinating watch because The Packers in that game had 37 called runs with Dylan and Jones for over 200 yards. They ran the ball exceptionally well. 37 called runs, Ross, and only 23 called passes. That is really rare in the NFL. And when you think about who their quarterback is, Aaron Rodgers, to play a game that way and then put up the points. And don't forget, they were down by two scores twice in that game. So it wasn't as if they were playing a game where they were ahead and they could just keep running the ball. But that's the way in which they played. And I I found that fascinating. And they they were obviously successful running the ball, 37 rushes for over 200 yards. Uh, Now, if you can get some big plays in the pass game when you do that, obviously that allows you to play that way. And they had the two big touchdowns to Christian Watson.
0: So interesting. I mean, they got the back-to-back MVP, and I'm not saying they're taking the ball out of his hands, but um, they're certainly not emphasizing it. Let's put it that way. No,
1: and that's and that's what's really fascinating. You know, your point about taking it out of his hands, they're not thinking that way. It's not as if we have to hide or protect Aaron Rodgers, but the bottom line is they that's what they did. I mean, they had four, 14 more called runs than called passes. Well... Greg, that's an
0: insane statistic with the second part of what you said with them being down two scores twice, including in the fourth quarter. Yep. That makes that statistic, I mean, exponentially more interesting. You know, I got to tell you, Greg, Mike Vrabel can flat out coach. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, he finds ways to win games. Greg, they didn't have Simmons or like Amani Hooker. They were missing a lot of guys against the Broncos they still found a way to win Westbrook Akine had a nice game and I mean maybe we'll get to them later when we talk Raiders and Broncos I don't know if it was more Titans defense good or Broncos offense bad but that's a tough watch I mean the Broncos offense
1: that is a brutal brutal watch without question but let's Let's talk Titans for a moment because obviously tonight is a big game and the Titans defense has been really, really good. Um, You know, I don't think people have focused on it enough. They do a lot of things. It's very difficult for me to sit here and explain based on tape the kinds of things they do because people can't see it because they're, they're pretty detailed in what they do, particularly on third down out of dime. That's where they do some really interesting things that make it difficult for offenses, and they certainly made it difficult for the Broncos' offense, which has been struggling anyway. But they played without Jeffrey Simmons, and obviously he's a great player. But in this particular game, it didn't really hurt them. They're getting really good play from people you wouldn't expect. Mario Edwards, Ross, who's been with, what, four or five teams in the league, maybe six, since he came out of Florida State, I believe, is maybe a second-round pick. Um, he's really played well for them since they signed him maybe five or six weeks ago. Um, They're getting really good play from their second round pick, the corner McCreary from Auburn, you know, players you don't think about. They've had to play um, Anthony Adams at safety because hookers out and he's played really, really well. So they've gotten really strong play from players you wouldn't expect. And schematically, they're very difficult.
0: Let's move on to some of the Sunday games. There's supposed to be really bad weather in Buffalo Yeah, for the Browns and the Bills. You know, I, I guess my question, Greg, is about Josh Allen.
1: And, now and has what's back-to-back the question? games. What's that? What's the question? Because he was phenomenal in that game, except for a couple of plays. Well, that's – go. Talk about it.
0: Expound upon that.
1: Yeah, I watched that tape. Uh, Because I watch Red Zone on Sunday, so I don't see, you know, a game from beginning to end. So I put in the Bills offense this week expecting to see Josh Allen play poorly because all I'm hearing this week is, you know, the the Bills have a Josh Allen problem, which is, by the way, ridiculous. But Josh Allen played really, really well in that game. Um, What absolutely has to be cleaned up are obviously the Red Zone plays, and he's had a few bad Red Zone plays and only he can tell you why. I think the red zone interception this week is understandable. There's no question he did not see Patrick Peterson on that particular play, um, and it was fourth down. And I know I heard him say that, "Hey, it's fourth down. I'm not going to throw it away, and I'm not going to take a sack because I'm trying to make a play." And it's okay, you know, that's okay. Um, what people can believe that or not, um, but overall, he played really well in that game. And you have, and people need to understand one thing. The whole Bills offense is is Josh Allen. They don't run the ball with any volume. When they got ahead in this game late third quarter, fourth quarter, they did not hand off, which most teams do. Uh, So everything is Josh Allen. And normally, pretty much all the time, he plays at a really, really high level, and he did in this game. The final interception was really a a good play by Peterson. Um, The route was what they call Dino it's it's double post the inside post he wasn't comfortable with the outside post he clearly did not expect Peterson to undercut the route and Peterson knew what was coming just from film study Uh, but this sense that the Bills have a Josh Allen problem is is so ridiculous he he's playing at a pretty high level
0: do the Eagles have a run defense problem Greg as they go
1: in Indy to take on John and Taylor and the Colts. Well, you know, that game was fascinating because, you know, if, if I were to say this to you, Ross, going into a game, your, your run defense is going to hold the other team to three yards a rush. What would you say? Good. That's what the Eagles did. Washingtons they held the Eagle, Washington to three yards per rush. And I went through, this is based on film study, not based on any website. So I went through every play in which they were in their five-man base front, okay, which is their their run front, five-man base front. In that five-man base front, the the commanders rushed 33 times and averaged 3.3 yards per rush. So it's fascinating what the numbers show versus what the game showed, because I think watching the game, a lot of people think, oh, the Eagles just got run on. But here's, here's something that may be more important, and I think it is. The first 14 third downs in the game, Ross, the Commanders converted 12 for first downs. I think that statistic to me is more telling. Well, there's
0: no question. I would say, you know, part of the reason why their yards per carry was what it was is they had a lot of third and one, third and twos that they, they only needed to run for a yard or two. I mean, it's yeah. like. It's like Army's yards per carry isn't that great, but part of that's because so often they're in third or fourth and short situations. And that, and and you're right. That was an issue in the game.
1: Yeah, the Commanders had 21 third downs. Nine of them were third and one or third and two. Wow. That's actually pretty rare in the NFL. You don't get that many third and shorts no. like that. No, so that's that made it look like, you know, they have a run defense problem Um I guess we're going to find out this week because the Colts can only play one way on offense. They have to give the ball to Taylor and they have to have a quick rhythm passing game because Matt Ryan, who, you know, is probably a notch below hall of famer career wise, and maybe would be a hall of famer if he won that super bowl. Um, At this point in his career, he cannot drive the football, so everything is quick game. You're going to see jet sweeps with Campbell. You're going to see tunnel screens with Campbell because he's explosive with the ball in his hands. They'll throw short passes to Pittman. They'll throw a fade ball here and there to Alec Pierce. But other than that, that's what the Colts offense is. Uh,
0: the, The Raiders are playing the Broncos, and both of these teams, Greg, are struggling.
1: And I want to know why that's boy. The Broncos offense is, is, is tough. Um, You know, I I watch you watch the tape and sometimes it's hard to have one answer as to why a a team is struggling on offense. Um, They're not running the ball particularly well. Wilson is really no longer a second reaction player. Whether he's doing that by choice or he just can't anymore, we don't know the answer. But you do not see those kinds of plays. I mean, how often, Ross, when he was with Seattle, did Seattle's offense struggle, which they did a lot, by the way. People lose sight of that. And then Russell Wilson in, in the third or fourth quarter would make outstanding plays, usually off secondary action movement, improvisational plays and they'd win games, and he was a master at that. Maybe the absolute best in the league for years doing that. You don't see those plays anymore. So the the run game puts them in difficult situations. The pass game has no efficiency to it. So now what do you get? And, And if Wilson can't make those second reaction plays, you get an offense that gets bogged down, and that's where they are right now. And the Raiders? The Raiders... I did not watch their offense yet this week, so I can't really speak to that. But um, obviously they're struggling. Um, you know, they had that stretch of three games where they gave the ball to Jacobs more than 20 times in each game, and he rushed for well over 100 yards, I think 140-plus in each game. I, I may be wrong on that. I know in two of them he did. And then they sort of backed away from that, uh, which kind of surprised me. Uh, so, again, now you get down to philosophy, how you want to play offense. Um in the in the tape I've seen, and I've seen most of their games this year, Derek Carr to me looks a little uncomfortable at times, hesitant in the pocket, tentative, um, and I think uh, you know I don't only he could tell you why. Uh, so I, you know I don't know the reason for that, but I think he's been tentative and hesitant in the pocket, and their pass game does not have the rhythm that we would expect with Josh Daniels, Josh McDaniel.
0: You know, it's a good point, Greg. I forgot they had that run where they were running the ball really well and really Jacob well. was looking like a beast. Even when they played the Chiefs that one night, I thought they looked awesome as a team yeah. that night. <laughs> and then now they got Renfro and Waller hurt and they don't go back to it. I don't really understand that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jacob, those three games, Jacobs was the driving force and they came out the next week and I forget who they played and they lost and they did not give them the ball very much. And, you know, again, we can debate all that. You know, I, I do not rip coaches because I know how hard they work. But I, I I was just surprised because it seemed as if they found a way for their offense to be stabilized. Normally, if your offense is struggling, Ross, as you know, being an offensive lineman, if you need to stabilize your offense and develop some continuity in your offense, the way teams do that is they run the ball. They don't come out and toss it all over the yard. They run the ball. They get their O-line excited and involved. They get their O-line being physical. You know all this. And and guys are excited, and you run the ball. And then you feel like you're being physical. And, and that's, you know, just a very quick thing. This year in the NFL, yards per attempt uh, in the pass game, yards per completion in the pass game, way down. Yards per carry in the run game, way up. Teams are running more and being successful running the ball.
0: Yeah, that's because everybody now is playing more softer coverage because they're worried about explosive plays. They, the 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 thing now is they all think explosive plays are the key. Right. So I feel like you're not seeing as many extra safeties in the box. They're playing more two deep and three deep, and they're more worried. You know, you're not seeing as much single high or man to man. Um, you know what's interesting, Greg? You said for years that Russell Wilson in Seattle wouldn't always see or throw the ball that was there in the context of the play. But then he would make up for it with the second reaction. Well, if he's not doing the first part when the play might be there and then the second reaction he can't do anymore or isn't working, well, then you got a problem. Right. You know? I mean, then you got to – if you're not doing the first reaction or the second
1: reaction – there is no third reaction. Third reaction is you're sacked. It's over. You're dead. Right. And, and, and my sense of Russell Wilson, and, you know, I, I made this note and I said to myself, do I really want to say this because I know the way people will react when I, when I say it, they'll think, oh, you hate Russell. You know, you know how it works. You're a hater. But sometimes I think when, I, when Russell Wilson drops back, by the way, I know for a fact from a coach who coached him that there are things he can't see and there are routes you cannot call because he can't see them. OK, and that, that's not that should not be a surprise for us. he's 5'10". You know, that's just the way it is. Um, I mean, when you see shots from behind the quarterback, when you watch a game live, it's, it's all those bodies in front of you. I'm amazed that even 6'4 guys can see things. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is um, when Russell Wilson drops back, if the primary is not there, you know, if it, because obviously every route has a primary based on what the, you anticipate the coverage to be. Sometimes I feel watching him that at that point he becomes more of like a seeker that in other words, he's not necessarily, and I could be wrong on this, that he's not necessarily going through a progression that he's seeking where to throw the ball. And and then in in the past, he then turned it into a phenomenal second reaction play. And as you said, those are not there right now. Let's talk Vikings, Cowboys, Greg, what interests you here? Um, you know, I think the the Vikings defense has been a lot better, and it's not talked about a lot, Ross, because obviously with the focus on Jefferson, who's just a, you know, great. Obviously, Ed Donatello has done a really nice job with that defense. They're not a heavy blitz defense. They don't play a ton of man coverage because uh, Ed comes from the the Vic Fangio school. So there's a lot of split safety looks initially, but it doesn't always look like that after the snap, um, and. I think their front is is really good. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of different front alignments. They've got length and athleticism with Darius Smith, DJ Wanham, and uh, Daniil Hunter. I mean, those guys are good players. They move them around a lot to try to create matchups, particularly inside with centers and guards when you get into third-down situations. And they've got two veteran linebackers, Ross, who, you know, People don't talk about them because they're not necessarily considered impact players, you know. But Eric Kendricks and Hicks, they are really good players. And they don't come off the field because they don't play dime. So they play nickel. And those two linebackers do not come off the field.
0: I, I totally agree. You know what is frustrating for me, Greg? Now, I know they ran the ball a lot. But do you know Micah Parsons only rushed eight times last game against the Packers?
1: Well, that's because the Packers of the way the Packers played. Um, now, they I, I, Mike, look, we're not in the. They Packers. They still had 80-
0: twenty-three called passes, and he only rushed eight times.
1: I know, I know. They, they did. He, I watched the tape. He only maybe I didn't chart it, but I would say that just what you said that I was going to say seven or eight times, and you obviously have a number eight, so that's that's right but that, he did not line up as a defensive end hardly at all in this game because of the way the Packers played.
0: I guess I get it. If you're playing a team that's trying to run the ball down your throat, have them off the ball and have a bigger D end in there. And But I don't know, man. Well, you know, I, I,
1: I tend to agree with you, Ross. I think he's the best edge pass rusher in the game. and he's not. Well, really I, the,
0: and here's what I would say. He doesn't need to just play technique, put him at the end. I, I guarantee you get a couple tackles for losses if you let him do, you know, if you let yeah. him do some stuff against the run. Jets Patriots, Greg, go. Anything oh. I know they both had a buy,
1: so just what interests you. Yeah, uh, two quick thoughts. Really like the Jets defense. Really good players at all three levels. Um they're not a matchup defense in terms of their quarter, So when, you know, for instance, Gardner which maybe lined up over Diggs twice a couple of weeks ago you know cuz people were excited oh the matchup just have not up to this point played that way so Sauce Gardner is not a matchup corner and by the way the other corner DJ Reed has played really well Patriots offensively they're struggling to find some rhythm and continuity they're at this point they're they're a little bit of a tough watch only because there's no you you don't get a sense of rhythm with them You get – it's individual plays. They're trying to run the ball and and have that be the foundation and then work off that. But it hasn't all come together yet. Sunday night, Greg, I'll be in L.A.
0: For the Chiefs and the Chargers, curious what uh, I should be looking for there,
1: what you'll be looking for. You know, I guess the comment I want to make here is Patrick Mahomes is really such a good player. You know, I – I mean (laughs) – you watch him and, you know, sometimes I I wonder, you know, he sees everything, first of all, and he moves all the time. And because I was old school, you know, I always would think, why are you moving? That's a bad thing. But he moves and that's just the way he plays. Um, And when I say moves, I don't mean he runs around, you know, but he just moves in the pocket. He moves around, you know, he just moves. And I think that's built into the way in which he plays. That's in his DNA. It doesn't prevent him from making the throws that need to be made. Um, And he just is such a good thrower. You know, people always talk about quarterbacks, oh, he's a natural thrower. And that's a term that's thrown around way too often because not that many guys are. He is. He is just a natural, easy thrower of the football. He doesn't have to have his feet set. Um, I'm not talking about off-platform throws. I'm just talking about normal throws. But it's just so easy for him to throw a football you know I wouldn't say he's got a gun gun but obviously he throws hard enough with velocity but I I know this is not a big x and o point Ross but he's just a fun guy to watch he is he's just a special player
0: well I'm just consistently amazed with his ball placement yeah given how he's throwing it you know it's a lot it's hard for a lot of guys that ball placement when their feet are exactly perfect in the pocket and there's no rush and no anything and they can step into it and deliver it, his ball placement, he's always moving somewhere or backpedaling or going left or going right, and his ball placement is still right
1: where it needs to be. It's uncanny. No, I, you know, it's funny. There were a lot of teams, because I was at the Combine, you know, I go every year, and when the, the year he came out, and obviously, he was not the first or second pick. The Chiefs traded up to get him, I believe, at 10. And a lot of people, based on his college tape, everybody knew he was a great thrower. That, 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 you can see that. But he ran around so much in college. He didn't allow plays to happen the way they're supposed to. And there were a lot of coaches who said, you know, I work 16, 17 hours a day putting in my my offense and my game plan. And I don't know if he's going to execute it because he just runs around which he did in college. I mean, I don't know if you remember him, but I, I mean, I, I probably watched eight or nine of his college games when I did my evaluation. And, you know, I kind of said the same thing. I said, this guy is a phenomenal thrower, but, you know, you always had that but. And I remember one coach, really well-known offensive coach, who said, I don't think I can draft this guy. I don't, I don't think he's going to run my offense. And, you know, now you look back and you think that's crazy, but there were a lot of people who thought that when he came out of college.
0: At Greg Cosell on Twitter. He's the man. Greg, love it. Love you, bro. Awesome interview as always. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. You know what I appreciate? After a nice night, maybe at dinner, a little glass of wine with my wife. Every once in a while, that's what she likes to drink. So I join her. If you like to unwind with my podcast and a nice glass of wine First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines you'll love. My wife is so pumped. She likes, for the most part, New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. And First Leaf can recommend wines you'll love with 96% accuracy. As your tastes evolve, so will the wines you receive. I actually went through this. You do all the... like. They ask you, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this? Do you like that? And then as you start to try their wines, and you tell them which ones you like, which ones you don't, then they'll be able to just send you one they know you'll like. Sign up today, and you'll get your first six, count them, six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. That's wild. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tucker. That's T-R-Y. F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash tucker to get your first six bottles for thirty nine ninety-five plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash tucker. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. as the Saints and Commanders once again go with Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineke behind center. Well, the Heineke one, it's like, I mean, come on, dude. You've won four out of the last five games, and you should have beat the Vikings probably. You're up by 10 in the fourth quarter. So, of course, you can't go back to Carson Wentz. Until Heineke plays, like, real bad, a couple games in a row, they can't go back to Wentz with the Commanders. The Saints one is fascinating to me, Jack. Fascinating. So, they say that Jameis Winston isn't 100% healthy. But I want to say it's at least a month that he's been the backup quarterback. He's been one snap away from playing the whole game. Andy Dalton gets hurt on the first play of the game. Jameis Winston plays the whole game. But he's not healthy enough to start for a month. I don't think I've ever heard anything like it. Weird. Real weird. Huh? Tuck takes. Meanwhile, lots of transactions to get to as the Texans clean wide receiver Amari Rodgers off waivers. The Chargers signed defensive tackle Tyler Davison and the Eagles signed defensive tackle Linval Joseph after putting both tight end Dallas Goddard defensive tackle Marlon Tuipilotu on injured reserve. So it's interesting because the Texans have number one order for waiver claims and they're still trying to build up their roster. And Amari Rodgers was a third round pick last year. So the Texans think, all right, he's got a fumbling issue on punt returns. That's a bummer. But maybe he could come right in here and be our slot receiver in between Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. It's definitely worth a waiver claim. That's for sure. makes perfect sense to me that the Texans did that. I mean, I think Eno Benjamin's a good running back. We talked about this yesterday. Now you get Amari Rogers. You know, why not if you're the Texans? Chargers signing Tyler Davison, it's amazing. Both the Chargers signing Davison and the Eagles signing Linval Joseph, it kind of just reinforces if you are a run-stuffing D-tackle, which, by the way, not a glamorous job, don't get a lot of attention, not a lot of people, you know, talk about you because your stats aren't that great. It's like there will always be a job for you. Because they need those guys in their rotation. And Lindell Joseph, even last year for the Chargers, I thought was really good. I don't really understand why he's still available. I also don't understand the high prices and endless contracts, Jack, for TV. Thank goodness Sling is out there because it's the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment. You can watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling, which is amazing. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regulars 46, now only 23. So you get the best deal on Red Zone so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today.
1: Ducks takes. lastly we
0: got a game tonight it should be a good one Packers hosting the Titans who do you like and why this is another tough one for me Jack this is this is two weeks in a row where I haven't had a great feel for it you know I talked about it with Greg I have so much respect for Vrabel as a former opponent and teammate and what he's done as a coach which by the way Now, he did pay his dues. He was coached at Ohio State. Then he coached at the Texans, worked his way up. But it's not like he was an assistant coach for a long time. I think he was an assistant coach for like four or five years before he became a head coach. He moved up quickly. But at least he kind of moved up, right, which is different than Saturday. And he wasn't the interim guy. I like what the Titans bring to the table. I'm going Packers. I'm going Packers with the way they ran the ball. I don't know if Jeffrey Simmons will be able to play. They probably won't play him on a short week. I think the Packers kind of got their mojo back with the run game a little bit. I think the Packers win an awesome football game. I'm going to say oof, Titans playing some low-scoring games, man. 20-17, to 17, maybe 19-17, Packers beat the Titans – In a low-scoring slobber knocker, as they used to call it. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Looking forward to tonight having a beer or two while I watch the game. Of course, with Labatt Blue Light. Football season is Labatt Blue Light season. So as you're watching the game, pretend you're watching it with me. With a pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Why not? Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. And share a labat on game day with your crew or game night. Always enjoy responsibly beer. labat USA. Buffalo, New York. We do have shout-outs, Jack, always at the end of every show. These are the companies that spend 100 bucks a month to get a little shout-out for their business at the end of the show. It's like the If you even knew what great value that was, you'd have no idea. I think we're done here, members, of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Like back office scheduler.com. That's cool. Vision Comics with an X. If you like comics, Evergreen Economics, very interesting stuff. Go Bangles.com should be mandatory for Bangles fans. Steakhouse Sports.com, Chris Aronchek, very cool concept. If you like having a stake in the game, Human Head NYC.com, Pizza Boy Brewing, and of course, My Front story.com I'm actually shocked that more of you guys have not gotten these for loved ones yet. Just go to the website. Just see what they look like. It's a no-brainer. MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Piece, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft.
1: All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.